I would like to welcome everybody back to the Chilling with Dylan podcast. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving week. We are officially into Christmas season. Yep, I'm super excited for Christmas. I have a bunch of trips planned in the future. Um, but today we have one of the interviews that I really wanted to do when I started doing this podcast. Um, it is Polly Calafiori. Um, Polly was on Big Brother 18. Um, he's on three seasons of the challenge. Um it's a great interview. Um, he really explains, you know, his thought process, what really went happened behind the scenes. Um, we get into the incident at the World of the Worlds two reunion um, in the streets of London. Um, why we haven't seen him in a couple of years and what he's up to now. Um, I do want to say we are on a little bit of a time crunch. Um, we only had forty five minutes just because this was filmed the day before Thanksgiving. Um, so we are on a little bit of a you know, got to get it going quick kind of vibe. Um, we will hopefully have a part two um, in 2023 sometime. I do want to give a shout out to Paige from the Most Likely Two podcast for helping me set this up. Obviously, you guys know Paige is really good friends with Polly. Um, she, you know, really helped, you know, me and Polly uh, connect. Um, Paige just had a interview up um, with either Tina from uh, the Challenge All-Stars or Alyssa from Big Brother 23. Go check her feed to find out. She has great stuff up there. I'm up there every week for Ride or Die's recaps. Um, if you're interested in listening to our thoughts on every episode of Ride or Die's or about the Challenge Australia, go and click on the Most Likely To podcast and give it a listen. Um, it's a great podcast and I really recommend it. Um, and Paige and I will even be launching our own um, podcast in January, the end of January. It will have nothing to do with reality TV, but you should follow us on Instagram for updates. Um, she's at most likely to pod. Um, and I'm at chilling with Dylan pod or at the Dylan Deckard on Instagram. All the links will be down below. All of Polly's links will be down below. I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. Um, I don't think they're going to, there's going to be an outro for this episode. Um, but let me know what you guys think. Please like, um, download the episode have your automatic downloads on and give me five-star reviews. I really appreciate all the support, guys. And without further ado, here is Mr. Polly Califiori. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss uh, Real as it gets, never know what to expect. Uh, Got a rep jersey, I thought I told you. Yes, indeed, every week got a brand new poster while I'm hey chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Let's go. The next guest on the Chilling with Dylan podcast really needs no introduction whatsoever. Um, he had one of the best three season run in challenge history. We're hoping he comes back and gets that eluded challenge championship. Um, it is Polly Calafiori. Polly. Thank you so much for being here the day before Thanksgiving. How are you doing today? How's your morning going? Uh, Dylan, I'm excellent. And I, I just want to say I really appreciate that intro. Not too many people give the credit for the three seasons that I put in. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and not many people will admit that they want me back. But secretly, I think we all know that they do. Yeah. We need, <laughs> we need, we need some storylines going because the show hasn't been great lately. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, so right. Let's start off with, um, obviously, the the state of the world has really changed in the last few years with COVID, the pandemic, 2020. Um, and we haven't seen you on our TV since 2019 on War of the Worlds 2. Um, so how has your life been these last three years with, you know, 
the world kind of getting flipped on its head? Um, honestly, um, it, it's been great for me. I, uh, you know, like I, I'm very sorry uh, for everything that's kind of happened over the past uh, couple of years. Um, just my mindset when it goes into things, um, and I think this comes from athletics, is I used to have this thing in wrestling and in soccer that when I would train, I would almost like envision my opponents training harder than me. And it would make me train even harder. Mm -hmm. But then I would envision what would make me even more excited is envisioning them like not training. And I would then train even harder than I would train thinking that they were out training me. Um, you know, and, and you got to understand, like I was a state championship wrestler. I was on like the national team as like a very young kid. Like I was at a high level of athletics, like my entire life. And that mindset um, of training really hard, imagining the people not training almost put me in like this hyper-focused state of if I get to go against this person, I am like so prepared. And if I, like, I wouldn't underestimate him. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I would just kind of be sitting there like, I'm going to go. So, you know, when, when things happened, um, you know, when I got removed, I was removed like a week before total madness. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nobody really talks about it. There was some stuff that went down at the reunion uh, the night before, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, everybody, all the fans seemed to be having a problem with, you know, put, put a little hit, hit out on me uh, the night before. And I reacted and, and they like, you know, weasels, pulled out their cameras and then they all banded together and said, you know, if, if he's on this next season, we're not, we're all not on this next season. Yeah. Um, so I felt like that was pretty weak um, considering they all try to hype themselves up. Like they're like, you know, the best things since sliced bread now. Um, but I've made the decision at that point in time, like, all right, you know what, I'm going to start all the businesses that I have been putting off, um, you know, cause I've been always away filming and then, you know, that was in, we were supposed to leave to go away to film in October. So I started like everything in October and then like the pandemic hit like that next uh, February. Um, so I had two options. I was like, quit, feel sorry for myself, um, you know, and, and just kind of like accept my fate um, or just hit the ground running as hard and as fast as I possibly can and like put myself in that mindset of like, all right, if the whole world is slowing down and stopping right now, what would happen if I just went, you know, cause like there's a lot of people who've had businesses for like years and years. So like they've got a head start on me. So I'm like, well, what if like 95% of them like slowed down? I had no idea that like, you know, it was going to last as long as it did and businesses were going to close and all that stuff. So I was sitting there being like, man, if I could get like six months of an advantage, I'm going to take it. Um, and I just carried that mindset for the past, I guess it's been two years. It's about to be like three years once February comes. Um, and I've really blew everything through the roof. So like for me, I, I really can't complain. Like I, I've been able to secure like a bunch of investment properties. The business is going really well. It's expanding. Um, we've now taken on celebrity clients. Um, our events are getting bigger and bigger um, on the fitness side of things like the fitness part of my business uh, and the coaching part of my business is like always, always advancing, always going. I myself um, from a fitness standpoint and a mental standpoint over these past couple of years have just completely um, blew myself out of the water. Um, you know, so 
I, I, I really, I feel for the people who felt it. Um, but my only message for anybody out there that maybe felt it through the pandemic and, you know, like I lost loved ones, not due to COVID, uh, you know, it was just my grandparents, like, you know, they were older, uh, you know, one had cancer, one had pneumonia, um, you know, and that's it. Like I've, I've dealt with that, <clears throat> you know, I've had pets pass away, um, you know, so I just want to say to anybody out there, like, I understand what the past two years uh, might have been uh, for you guys. Um, and I know that it's tough, but I can promise you that if you if you just push forward and don't just accept what is happening, um, you can really set yourself up to, you know, be in a good position. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying a great position that comes with five, 10 years of discipline and hard work, yeah. but a really good position. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so that's just what I want to put out there. How have you been in throughout the pandemic? I've been good. I've, I've moved three states now. So now I live in South Carolina by the beach. So I can't really complain. Oh, I love South Carolina. I was I was looking down by the beach in Charleston. Yeah, that's where I live, actually. Okay. Well, hey, we might be neighbors one day because I'm looking at investment properties there. Go for it. Go for it. I think uh, <laughs> Paige is coming to visit me next, like in the springtime, because she wants to go visit out there, too. It's the food scene. Has she ever been there? She's never been to Charleston. I, I love Charleston. It's yeah. my favorite. Oh, I love it too. That's why I'm like, I was going to move after last year. I was like, I'm staying for another year. I was like, I can't, I can't leave yet. Yeah, no. Um. So I do, I had this in the notes that I want to get to a little bit later, but I know that if I don't get into it now, I'm going to get a bunch of DMs about it. Um. Let's so it. In the night of the reunion, there was a video that leaked on Twitter. Um. The two faces that I remember personally were Josh and Georgia. Um, and if you don't want to get into it personally, like just plead the fifth or whatever, but what can you talk about that night? Because, um, that's something that people are definitely going to, you know, be searching and messaging me about. So I just want to get right from the source, like what actually happened that night. And I think it was, I forget where you guys filmed London, I think was where the reunion was filmed that, that year. Yeah, it was in London. Um, um, yeah. So obviously, uh, after war of the worlds, you know, there was, me and Cara, and then there was everybody else. I don't know if anybody knows this about me, but um, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. It's been it's been five years, okay? So whatever you see on, on TV, I'm completely sober. I'm just a competitor. Um, that's not me in real life. In real life, uh, as soon as the game's done, I put the game down. Um, these group of individuals don't do that. And as you can tell from the past season that you've been watching, they're very entitled especially when people target them because they don't expect people to target them. I do because I don't care. Um, but anyway, I showed up at the reunion. Um, you know, Wes called me before I got the reu- to the reunion and said, Johnny wants to make a deal for next season. And I said, I said, that's interesting. I said, you're making a deal with him next season? He said, yeah. He goes, and a lot of people are just, you know, making deals like to just not go after him until like, you know, the midway season or whatever. And then like the gloves come off, blah, 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 blah. And I said, Tell Johnny that the only way I will ever work with him is if he finally gives me the credit that I deserve after the three seasons that I put in. I said, he doesn't have to say that I'm the best. I said, but he's got to stop dogging me. I said, and he needs to stay away from my relationship. I said, he needs to stop it. He hasn't spoke up about uh, other people that have done horrible things to Kara and have used Kara and, and, and stuff like that. So don't sit here and talk about my relationship just because you don't like that. I don't bow down to you and follow what you do every season. Um, and, and it's weird. Cause you know, Johnny and I always had like an off 
off and on relationship, you know, like he would always come to me before every season and be like, Hey dude, we're cool on the seasons. We're cool until like he does a typical Johnny thing and takes a shot in my direction. And then as a competitor, you have to return the shot back because you know, it's not going to stop. Um, so that was my conditions. Now, when Carl and I got to the hotel, we were the last people to the hotel. And all people kept coming to us and telling us, like, Cam, like, Leroy um, would be like, yo, they are all, like, the whole group, like, they're all drinking. You know, they're all, like, they, like they're just talking mad shit about you guys. And, like, they're just all this stuff. And I'm like, ah, you know what, whatever. Like, we're just going to avoid that situation. Um, so I go downstairs from the elevator. Um, and I go to walk out the, you know, lobby doors to go get dinner with Kaylee, um, and Cara to the right by the bar is where they all are. Right. And now I come out of the elevator and they're all quiet. And then as soon as I go to walk out of the door, I hear somebody yell something, you know, and I'm, I'm from New Jersey, you know, like I grew up in your face, no BS, like um you know i've dealt with bullies my whole life i've dealt with mob mentality people my whole life um you know i wrestled my whole life i fought my whole life i you know like it, it's nothing to me so i walk over and i ask the whole group i'm like did I, did somebody just say something um and nobody nobody said anything so nobody said anything right so i said that's exactly what i thought i said i've heard you guys have been talking shit I'll see you guys in a week. I said, who's going to be the big man on campus and take me out? None of you. I said, so enjoy yourselves. Enjoy tonight. Enjoy the reunion. I know what you guys are going to do. You're all going to gang up on me on stage. I said, and it doesn't matter. I said, because when I come to that season, I said, you're all going home the same way you did this past season and the same way you did on War of the Worlds 1. That's what I said, straight up. And then I walked up to Johnny and I put my hand out to shake his hand. And I said, shake my hand right now. Otherwise, the deal's off. And he knew exactly what I was talking about. Um, and he didn't shake my hand. And I said, okay. I said, well, all right. I'll see all you guys in a week. After that, next thing I know, uh, Josh comes out of the hotel talking smack. They all come out of the hotel talking smack. And I say, hey, listen, y'all ain't about that life. There's no security here. Um, if you really want to go, then we're going to go. Right? So then – you know, Josh starts talking his shit. Um, you know, some shit goes down. Um, Johnny, Nani, Georgia, uh, Kyle all pull out their phones and start recording me. And Josh starts screaming, saying he got punched in the face, which was a clear lie. Um, Bear also pulled his phone out and, and was recording, right? Yeah. Then they sent that uh, to, to the production side. And I started getting calls being like, what happened? What did you do? What did you do? And I said, nothing. Right. And then after that, people like Theo who were drunk kept trying to get my face. And I said, dude, you guys are weak. I said, you're weasels. You're going to pull your phone out. I said, get out of my face, dude. Like it is what it is. But then they all basically went and said that if I was on next season, total madness, that all of them would drop from the season. Every single one of them. Kind of similar to what we've heard the rumors be where people were talking about that if Carr and I showed up this season, they would all walk off set. So I'm not shocked at the direction in which the show went because when you have people like that on the show, the show is never, ever, ever going to be what it once was. You, Whether you love me or you hate me, 
you need people like me on the show because I would never do something like that. Cara would never do something like that because we're so confident in our abilities that we don't care who shows up on the show. We don't care if we're outnumbered. We're just going to go and try and make the final. Definitely. So that's it. And then obviously, you know, the next day at the reunion, um, you know, we all saw how that played out. Like they all just were chirping. All of my Alliance members were quiet on stage. So after that, I basically was like, well, fuck all you guys. I said, I brought all of you to a final and none yeah. of you could like open your mouths. You're literally just letting Johnny, Nani, Laurel and Josh talk shit about me and Cara. Mm-hmm. Four people. You're afraid of four people. When we literally took you all to a final, we were like, all right. So we kind of saw like who our friends were. I mean, we already knew who our enemies were, but it's it's kind of an eye-opening experience. Like when you um, when you have friends on stage that are willing to stay silent because of whatever reason. But it all seemed like very calculated, very orchestrated, um, you know. And then after that, um, you know, I was trying out for the Olympics. So I was busy um for double agents and i was busy for spies lies and allies um you know and plus it was, it was a strange time i like to go into the game and i like to just like start chipping away at people's armor immediately um you know and it's nothing to get like i understand you know protocols and everything have to be set in place but when i was told that if there was any covid incidents that filming would shut down for two weeks people would go back to a hotel and get their phones back i that that wasn't something that interested me uh because the way I work is I chip away at people's armor and I work on like breaking them down mentally before I, you know, throw them into eliminations. So I felt as though if I was working on chipping people away and they got to take a two week vacation with their phones and get to talk to each other and all that stuff, like it would kind of ruin my game. And I think some people have talked about how that has like ruined their game um, in the past couple seasons. Um, So that was it. But I mean, you know, Cara and I were open for ride or dies and, you know, we thought that we were coming in late um, and then it went a different direction. Um, So, uh, you know, here, here we are. Um, I think the fans are finally being vocal. I see a lot of people who even don't like us, like being like, I don't like them, but like, this is getting a little ridiculous now. Like we need them back. Like the male side is stale and boring. The female side is stale and boring. There's nobody that wants to compete. There's nobody that wants to go against the grain. They're all friends with each other. And that's not what this show was founded on. And that's not what this show was based on. And all these fans that come out and are always outraged and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I know I still have a little bit of haters, but now I have people defending me and being like, Hey, listen, you may not like him. I don't like him, but he's, he's speaking facts every time he tweets something or every time he says something, you know what I mean? And love him or hate him. At least he would not go along with whatever, is going on here definitely yeah you uh you mentioned the two-week uh covid break that they had to take um there was a girl in this season named colleen that told everybody she was from love island germany they went to two-week lockdown and they all found out she was from the mole which is you know a strategic show they targeted her so that's definitely something that has affected people's games before um i do want to ask you this because when i interviewed cara um i asked a similar question about a rival season, like a vendetta season, who would you want to be partnered with? So I asked her, Jordan, Bananas, Laurel. I want to ask you the four people you just said, um, Nani, Laurel, Josh, Bananas, if you could rank them from one to four, one being you would love to, not love, but you would be okay with being the rival's partner and four being like, it would be a shit show, we would hate each other, we'd be fighting the whole time. Um, I mean, I don't really look at it that way because I didn't like Natalie. 
when I came on to Final Reckoning. Uh-huh. Um, but when we were partners and when we were teammates, I put that aside and I built her up mm-hmm. um, for the whole season because I, I knew that she needed it because they were coming at her. She was breaking down uh, mentally, um, you know, but I knew she had it within her to be good if she had somebody pushing her towards that. So I could say the same thing, um, you know, in, in this capacity. And I really don't want to rank them because if anybody, okay. uh, if anybody sees this, uh, then – uh, somebody that I rank number four could possibly end up being my rival's partner. So okay. I'll just say that I'm really good at bringing out the best in my partners. I'm really good at bringing out the best in my team, even though I haven't pulled home like that finals win. Yeah. Um, you know, like you look at how Natalie and I did, right. We were almost there. You look at how dominant Ninja and I were. And then you look at how close I got like at the end, even when we were separate. Um, and then on War of the Worlds too, you see how I was able to build a team. And, and go right and if it wasn't for a couple hiccups you know um i i possibly could have had three championships back to back to back yeah. um so they are elusive it does take a little bit of luck i have learned every single time you know where i could have gotten a little bit better so i'm hoping uh to get a shot of redemption and get a redemption arc and get that elusive uh title definitely um, so one of your quote-unquote rivals um we haven't really talked about but it's the one that i love the most um, cause it's, it seems like it's out of pure respect for each other as you and Jordan wisely. Um, yeah, you guys went at each other, wore the worlds too. Um, you threw him in twice. He ended up getting the W and becoming a three time challenge champ. Um, but you guys seem to not have a hatred for each other. It's more of like a respect, like, Hey, you can take me out in this game. I can take you out in that kind of game. Um, so if you could just talk more in depth about, um, your relationship with Jordan and how that season um, show and how you guys have evolved after. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think there always becomes like a, a mutual respect when there's two good competitors, right? So, I mean, I will say I'm losing a little bit of respect for Jordan just because he did go along with all that stuff at the reunion. Um, and ever since he's, you know, been able to be back, he he has fallen in line with those people and that has never been Jordan. Like that's just never been Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I always liked Jordan because he was like, he, you know, I liked his smack talk. I liked his confidence. Um, I liked him as a competitor. Um, and, and when I talked to him on more of the worlds too, like we would shoot the shit in between going at each other's necks. And we're like, yo, the challenge really just needs other competitors like us here that will go at each other's necks because through competition, you're going to get natural drama. And what you saw between Jordan and I was like phenomenal TV. And that was just purely authentic because we have such a competitive mindset that like we naturally are going to just go at each other's necks. But because of that, there's a mutual respect after the fact. We may not like each other in the game because we're just too competitive. Um, But where my respect comes from him is I've broken every single person mentally that I've played against. I've broken the greats. I've broken Johnny. I've broken Wes. I've broken CT mentally right i've broken all those people i've played with name it across the board zach kyle all those people i've broken them so bad to the point that when they get eliminated at the end when everybody you know because we get to walk past them before they do their interviews and stuff they're always sitting there hugging everybody this is my last season this is my last season this is my last season that's how badly i've broken people mentally in this game uh jordan like like i threw everything at this guy everything Mm -hmm. everything 
and he never broke down. And aside from him never bro- never breaking down, because Tori is also weak mentally, he kept her from breaking down. So that's how good he is. And there has to be a respect uh, yeah. there. Um, and, you know, regardless of how anything ever turns out, I, I personally feel as though the direction of the show was going in a phenomenal direction with him and I as two um, people butting heads every season and to for people to be able to tune in and watch who's going to get the better of who. Um, you know, instead they wanted to go uh, – the Johnny bananas route. And, you know, I, I really don't think he has that same kind of pull that he once had. Yeah. I, I agree. respect everything he's done for the franchise. Like, yeah. and listen, I don't, I don't have any hatred for him. You know, I understand why he's done or tried to do all the things that he's done to me. It came out of fear for his position. Um, you know, and it came out of the fact that I was the new guy that came in and started taking all the confessionals and doing all that stuff. Just authentically. I didn't have to think about storyline the way he does. Um, and, uh, you know, but I, I think there comes a point in time where if he wants to claim, like he's a producer, as much as he says, he needs to start, you know, acting like a producer and taking his ego and his own narcissism out of it and, um, allowing what's best for the show to happen. And I feel as though what's best for the show is having a strong character like me in there. Um, because I bring out the best of all the other people on the show. Like in, in the sense of like, I either bring out like their most conflicted side, but I, there's no way, no character on a season that I'm on is boring because I can make them entertaining. Yeah. Um, I you know? 100% agree. And I really thought, you know, we've had bananas and West thrown down, thrown down our throats for the past 10 years. I really thought we would get Jordan and Pauly being the next like great rivalry and seeing who wins this season, who wins that season. Um, and it's it's honestly kind of like depressing, disappointing that we haven't had that. Um, obviously, he's taken a couple seasons off. You've taken a couple seasons off. So I'm really hoping we'll get back to the Jordan and Bananas thing. I mean, sorry, Jordan and Polly thing. But I do want to get into um, a game that I play with every guest. People love it. Um, it's just first impressions. So when you first met these people, um, I want to know what your first impression was done really quick because obviously they've changed over time. Um, the first one we kind of just talked about him, just an easy transition. Um, Jordan Wisely, the first time you met Jordan, what was your thoughts? I mean, first time I met Jordan was in New York City at a show for his uh, strapped stuff. And he was just a chill dude. You know what I mean? So, like, it was an immediate thing. I shook his hand and I was like, hey, man, you know, a lot of respect. I hope to see you back. I want to compete against somebody like you. And, you know, he just kind of, like, laughed it off. This was after War of the Worlds won. And he was like, dude, I watched you. He goes, you're an animal. He goes, I want to see what you're all about. So it started off as a respect, you know, hey, let's see how we how we do competing against each other things. So Definitely. that's how that went. Next one I have is CT. Um, my first impression of CT was like, damn, this is the this was my favorite guy that I watched. Um, you know, Boston had the attitude, passionate, all that stuff. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. My first impression of CT, I was a little this. I was a little disappointed because he wasn't the wasn't the old CT. Yeah. You know, I've been seeing that the old CT has kind of been showing up in terms of like fit. Yeah. Um, you know, and not letting anybody talk shit. Like a couple seasons I've been off, but uh, my time with CT, like I have a great relationship with CT. Great okay. relationship with CT. Um, but my first impression was like, you know, it was the guy that I watched, you know, smashing people's heads. Yeah. And then I had this like very timid, you know, like 
nice guy, like, you know, like, like a dad, like, uh-huh. you know, and, and I get it, you know, at least he's evolved over time, Definitely. you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one I have is actually not a challenger. Uh, she, she won your season of big brother, um, Nicole, Nicole Frenzel. Um, I mean, my, my first impression of Nicole, like I had a great first impression of Nicole because, you know, uh, her and Cody were very close on 16. Um, obviously, you know, I worked with her for that whole, uh, season. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little thrown back when she like put me on the block as a show of like, you know, I just want to show people I'm not friends. And I was like, all right, well that sucks. Yeah. But, um, you know, my first impression of Nicole, um, you know, it wasn't really anything, you know, I just, you know, she was nice. That season, I don't know. Uh, I haven't really talked to her or seen her ever since um, my season. So there's that. Got it. Uh, next one I have is uh, Millionaire Mitchell, Ashley Mitchell. Um, my friend, well, I mean, my first impression of Ashley, I was like, uh, I, I met, well, that was on Final Reckoning. Yeah. So she was like a nut job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, I mean that in like the nicest way because like it, it was just an interesting dynamic. Cause it's like one day, like we'd be talking, having like a great whatever. And then the next day I'd see her like going completely ape shit yeah. wild. And, but like, and, and like, it would always be like in another room. Like, I think she only like lost a shit on me like once that season. Um, <laughs> and that was when I like put her through the uh, zappy thing towards yeah. the end. But um I would like be talking to her, having like a, a nice conversation. She'd leave the room, like cause chaos and then like come back and be like, so anyway, Paulie, and I'd be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so, but I mean, I, 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 I love, uh, I love me some Ashley. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked to her in a long time. You know, I think, I think ever since Car and I have like taken a break, I think, you know, it's really shown us like a lot of the people who've like close, uh, who are, who are actually close to us and a lot of people who actually were only close to us because of like what they could have got from us. And now that they feel as though they can't get anything from us, which I don't know why they would think that because, you know, we've been having the conversations this whole time, yeah. um, you know, uh, but it, it's almost better that way um, because I like to go into a game, not owing anybody anything. And now after all these years of kind of seeing who has stayed on, who has fallen off, like I literally owe nobody anything going into any game um you know all right the last one i have um he won war of the worlds um he was on this season but he already uh got eliminated it is turbo yeah i mean turbo's my brother i I liked him right from the beginning too Uh um just because he's like no bullshit um he's very misunderstood by a lot of the castmates and and a lot of the castmates try and poke at him because they know the difference in, in culture, like culturally. Yeah. So they know like what's going to set them off. So they poke and they poke and they poke and they poke. And then when he like loses his shit, they turn around and are just like, whoa, why is this happening? It's like, you know exactly why this is happening. I'm, I'm honestly getting tired of like the propaganda train of like this vacation alliance because they're not good people. They're, they're not good people. They're terrible people. Um, but they all stick to the same narrative with each other. So like they all just regurgitate each other's lies. Yeah. And you know, the anybody that's there to call them out, you know, they uh they spin whatever narrative that yeah. they want about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to move on to a little rumor. 
Um, there was a rumor that you were supposed to actually debut on Vendetta's, um, that injury sidelined that to Final Reckoning. Um, can you confirm, deny that rumor? That is uh, 100% true. I was locked in on Vendetta's. Um, the The injury happened uh, literally uh, the night before I was supposed to fly out. Um, yeah, I've got videos of like what my ankle looked like. Um, <clears throat> it was blown up black and blue like um and you know i was because they still wanted me but I, I was like asking them i was like hey like you know are we are we coming right off the plane and doing a you know a, a challenge i said or do i have like you know a week in the hotel um you know when is the first challenge going to be because i was like you know this ankle i said it's really messed up i said but i'm you know i have an exercise science degree i've got some really good physical therapists you know they could put me on a 10-day like intensive program like while i'm while we're waiting to start I said, and I could probably, I won't be my best. I said, but at least I'll be able to do something on it. Um, and they, you know, obviously they couldn't tell me, they can't tell me like those things, but they're just kind of like, mm, you always have to be ready. And I'm like, I mean, is that like, is this a yes or a no? Like, please just tell me yes or no. Cause like, I, you know, if it is something, but I don't want to come on and have my debut be something where like I get purged on the first, on the first thing. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I watched the first episode of Vendetta's and as soon as they said it was a running thing, I was sitting there like, oh, thank God, I would have been purged. But then when I saw Rogan go down with his back, yeah. I was like, well, shit. With, a, with the ankle that I had, I, with, on one leg, I probably still would have been able to make it up that. Yeah, better than um, You know, Rock and Gibraltar, because Rogan didn't even make it to the top. So I would have been able to give myself some leeway. Uh -huh. And, you know, I might have been able to let my social game play out a little bit until my ankle um you know got better because you know josh came out josh came out of the gate hot so they were targeting him on the male side yeah um you know and i think i could have like did it but hindsight's 2020 i think vendettas would have been an amazing season for me to come on as um you know because it would have been individual yeah i've yet to do an individual season and i want it like so badly i just want an individual season so bad for me yeah I would love to see you on individual season. I think total madness would have been great. Um, hopefully 39 is individual um, or even 40. Um, but mm. I've talked. And to I, I hope it goes back to the stuff that we did on more of the world's one. I like I, those were some of the best dailies. Uh -huh. They were so fun. And yeah. that's like what the challenge is. I agree. It's that insanity. Yeah. I agree 100%. Um, I also love the location of War of the Worlds 1. Going into uh, War of the Worlds 1, we kind of had a three-headed monster, right, on the guy side, at least. Um, it was kind of marketed as you, Theo, and Wes were the top three guys, right? Um, Trevor was kind of laying under the – or hiding under the radar, and then he obviously, you know, came on strong at the final and won. Um, but you really shined on that season, Theo, and uh, Wes did. Going back to that season – what was going through your head like mentally just knowing did you know that that's what the season was going to look like did you have an idea for how to take out Theo or Wes or was it like I want to run against these guys in the final I want to beat them because it was really I, yeah I yeah I we didn't know what it was going to be um but yeah once it was there that's all I was saying the whole time is I want the best of the best running the final um, and that's kind of what we agreed on. I mean, I had seven daily wins that season um I think Theo and Wes had six uh, turbo had six. So like that was a stacked male cast. I think Hunter had four. So it's like, 
there was no slouching on that side. And even on the female side, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Ninja had like four or five wins. Kara had like four or five wins. Um, Maddie had like three or four wins. Georgia had three or four wins. D had four or five wins. Like that season really showed who the beasts were. Um, and honestly, my mentality that season, like I was, I was proud. I was in my best form that season. More of the world's two. I was in great shape, but not as good a shape as I was on more of the world's one. More of the world's one. I was a different animal and I was convinced. And so was everybody else on that season that if I made that final, that was it. Like at, towards the end, everybody already basically accepted the fact that like they were coming in second and third place and I was winning that final. Um, which is is why it's so painful for me like you know that last purge uh where I got purged or like even you know like I solved that puzzle behind turbo by like five seconds so it's like if I got first place in that puzzle and punched my way to the ticket the way punched my way to the final the way turbo did I don't even see that purge you know what I mean and I think I I think that I mentally like slipped up a little bit because like everybody was sitting there saying Ah, don't worry about it, bro. Like next one's going to be a purge, but like, you're the best one here. Like you're in. And, um, yeah. And, and I, and I fucked up bad. Um, you know, I almost broke my neck diving off of that, uh, cart. Um, you know, everybody sits there and tries to be like gassed out this. No, I, I almost broke my neck diving and I had a concussion. And when I kept falling off of that height, like I was getting whiplash falling into the water head first from 50 feet in the air and the hypothermia, um, stop my hands from being able to work. So every, that's why every time I would get to the top, you would need to put your hands like this and you really needed to rely on like your hand strength at that point to pull yourself over. And I had no hand strength because I couldn't feel my hands. Like I, you know, hypothermia was kicking in and that's why I got pulled off on a stretcher. Like same thing with war of the worlds too. Like I got heat stroke. Like these people need to realize that like, I haven't gassed out. I've literally pushed my body to the end of like, me- like mentally pushing myself through to the point where like, I'm almost killing myself to try and win. Yeah. 100%. You know? Um, so I just want to get to a couple listener questions um, mm-hmm. really quick. I have a lot about like when you're coming back, but we've already talked about that. Um, so it's, it's a timing thing. I think, I'll, I think, I think you'll see us soon. Hopefully, hopefully um, somebody wants to know, um they loved you on the documentary what is your relationship now with cam they love your friendship and would love to see you guys work together again in the future i I love cam you know like that's my girl like cam and kaylee are one of the only ones that stay in touch with me consistently okay right so like i will always have love for them those are my girls those are my ride or dies you know even if they didn't want to put car and i on ride or dies as ride or dies they could have easily put me with kaylee or they could have put me with Cam, but I know Cam just had a baby. So, you know, that couldn't have happened. But I mean, you know, I get it. There's tons of options for both of yeah. us. Um, so somebody once said that it seems like there's a mutual respect between you and Fessy, um, who you've never played with before. You're both from Big Brother, uh, but Fessy is a member of this quote unquote vacation alliance. So if you were on a season with Fessy working together, going against each other, what would that dynamic be like for you, too? So, so I think I respect Fessy from like the competitive side, similar to Jordan. Um, you know, would I work together with him? I don't know because I don't work with those people and I don't like those people. And, you know, to me, my only knock on Fessy is it doesn't seem like he has a mind of his own. Okay. 
it seems like he falls in line and he does whatever the, the group wants to do. And, you know, if you're really a dog and you want to say you're the best, get rid of the weak players. Yeah. Like that's what I tried to do every single season is get rid of the weakest players. Cause I wanted to run against the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I always asked for the best to come back. Every interview I did bring Jordan back, bring Derek back, bring Darrell yeah. back, bring all the beasts back. I don't hear him saying anything like that. He knows who the beasts are. He knows yeah. that me and Theo are the, are the beasts. I've never heard him ask for us back. You I know. Um, I have a couple questions that are just completely out of pocket, so I'm not even getting into those. People just somebody wants to know if you they can suck on your toes, like just random things. So we're not going to get into always. that. Um, there's always a few. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of those in there, so we're just going to skip over those ones. Um, I have one about your favorite music artists. Who do you listen to when you're getting hyped up, getting ready to go? I mean, you know, go down the list, man. Like I, I've, I'm uh, Papa Roach, right? Those are my boys. Those are my homies. Um, you know, it's a shame that castmates tried to use me and lis- uh, listening to Papa Roach and they tried to weaponize it as some sort of mental health uh, thing. I think it's a little weak. I grew up listening to Papa Roach. That band changed my life. I finally got to meet them and I was excited that we're, you know, I'm friends with them now and I was training for Total Madness. And I was getting hyped up listening to their songs and, you know, people took it and blew it out of proportion like they always do with me. And it's funny who's always so vocal when it comes to me um, and they have their excuses as to why they're vocal when it comes to me, but they're so silent when it comes to actual problematic people, you know, and like they use like weird things like, oh, he listens to Pop Roach and he like pointed his fingers like this where like, and he did this. And it's like, dude, do you watch WWE? Do you watch like sports where people like will go like that? Like, no, that doesn't mean that I'm going to kill my castmates. So anybody saying that is just blowing out of proportion. I just have one more question. Um, So this is something I wanted to ask you earlier, but I had a couple of listener questions about it. So I thought I'd wrap it up with it. Just if you could talk about the mental health aspect of, you know, being on these shows and then having what, 275, 280,000 followers that either love you or hate you. And let's be honest, they'll tell you how they feel about you. Well, all, all of my followers love me. I have like, I have the people who hate me are like the, uh, they're the people that like watch everything I do, but they don't actually follow me. That's a good point. That's you know point. what I mean? Like they, like the people who like secretly love me are always the people that start out with the statements. Like I'm not a fan of Pauly, but, yeah. and then they go and say like all these things. So it's like, you know, test the waters. But for me, like the me- mental health aspect of it, I, I love going and competing these things. It doesn't affect me mentally. Um, I, I, I love it. I know how to separate game from real life. Um, I'm very good at doing that. Um, I, I'm a little upset that castmates tried to use mental health as a weapon against me when they all came out and lied and said that I failed a psych evaluation. And that's why I wasn't on total madness when this is the actual reason that I said earlier in this podcast, why I was uh, taken off. And there's a few other reasons that I won't touch on. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there's, there's more. And I, and I never failed a psych evaluation. I mean, let's be honest, if bear and Laurel can pass a psych evaluation, I can pass a psych evaluation. Nobody fails a psych evaluation when it comes to that. Um, but I've always been a big proponent of mental health. That's why I got a mustache for no shave November for Movember. Um, uh, I'm just a big proponent that people need to talk about it, um, and remove the stigma and stop weaponizing it and stop, you know, you know, using it against people that you don't like. Right. So that's why I'm such a big person. Like, and I've called cast members who I hate 
um, when I've seen them going through stuff online and I know that it probably gets them. It doesn't really get to me yeah. um, because I've been through it. I've played sports. I've showed up at like opposing teams, stadiums, and they say nasty stuff to me and then they troll me online and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but I've always called and been like, hey, just checking in. I don't know if anybody else is. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, and that's it. So my only thing about that is I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'm going to stick to the things that I'm passionate about, which is mental health um you know allyship for like my lb lgbtq like community um you know and i'm gonna stand up for women um you know who have been in messed up situations uh you know either domestic abuse rape uh you know emotional abuse all that stuff i'm gonna stand for the things that i stand for um and anybody that tries to weaponize things against me just because they don't like me um that says more about their character uh than it does about mine Definitely. Um, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, I just want to give you any last words where we can find you on social media. If you want to talk about the 10 management, anything, just your time to shine. We're, I'm good, man. You can find me at Paul Calafuri underscore on everything. That's where I promote everything. Uh, Dylan, I just wanted to thank you very much. We'll have to do this again, brother. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's just crazy before the year ends before me because this is how I, I set up the whole next year, these yeah. last two months of this year. I'm just, I'm just so on with that, but I've really enjoyed the conversation. You're a really great conversationalist, really great interviewer. Um, great questions. Very, uh, very calm to talk to. So thank you so much for having me and I'll definitely uh, be coming back soon. So I appreciate you and thank definitely. you for all the love and support. Definitely appreciate it. Have a good day. Have a good Thanksgiving. Um, I'm hoping to get this out next week. So I'll obviously send you the links and everything. Just let me know, man. I'll get it. I'll get it out there. Perfect. Appreciate it. Have a good one, Polly. All right, you too. Bye. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss. Uh, real as it gets, never know what to expect. Uh, got a rep jersey, I thought I told you. Yes, indeed, every week got a brand new poster while I'm. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Let's go.